0: Hey, everybody, David here, and welcome to the ASOG podcast. This is one of many
1: episodes we recorded at the Tools Conference put on by the AASP PA in Pocono Manor, Pennsylvania. We sit down with Adam Rath and Brett Fadley and discuss a whole host of different topics. Before we get started, make sure you head on over to youtube.com, type in ASOG. Once you see our channel, take a look at our content if you like it a sub would be fantastic make sure that you have this podcast set to automatically download whenever we drop a new episode and now here we go Do your kids watch your oh, live yeah, streams? Of You're lying. I can tell from your face. Nobody watches.
0: I, <laughs> I can tell. Okay. I guarantee you they're watching. If they're not watching now, they'll watch later. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're yeah. not going to watch right now. but Anyway. Brett, tell us who you are. I need a
1: video them. of them watching, and then yeah. I'll believe you.
0: From your wife, too. Okay. I can't <laughs> send <laughs> it to you. Bet. Bet. <laughs> tell us who you are. All I right. Know you, nobody else
2: knows you. I'm Brett Fadley. I'm with Fadley's Auto Masters out of York, PA. I am also here representing the Alliance of Automotive Service Providers of Pennsylvania and sitting
0: at the Tools Conference. Very cool, very cool. So we've been friends for a while. Um, we were in a coaching group together, and I, I always appreciated how you were a straight shooter, Like, right? You, you, you would come to the meetings with beer in hand, and oh. if somebody said <laughs> something that just did not work... <laughs> Brett was gonna say, "Ah, uh, no, I'm gonna call bullshit." Yeah, uh, I so uh, I've been told. A lot of people say I think it, but Brett will say it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And obviously, everybody knows Adam Rath. Adam's back. Howdy. How are you doing, Adam? <laughs> Good. I know, listen, bro. I know you're short. I, I, you're gonna have to get closer to that microphone.
3: I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah, doubting did, that did everyone we, knows me. Turn, but like, yeah,
1: we turned
0: this mic up or something <laughs> like that last time. Well, because he was like, I don't know if
3: you noticed, that projecting. His,
0: his feet won't reach
3: the floor. So he has to rock the seat back and forth (laughs) to get closer. I don't know how the seat adjusts. I don't think it does adjust. It does. (laughs) (laughs) It's very exciting. (laughs) (laughs) You just jumped all the way down (laughs) (laughs) here.
0: So, you know, Brett, you've had some really exciting things. You you know, I, I think, many of us have experienced this before and and we were talking yesterday, but many of us have experienced that transition from where you're doing everything in the shop yep. and you're just clicking along and waiting for something different. And then all of a sudden things start to come together and they start to fall in place. And you were sharing yesterday that that's kind of what started happening for you. Tell us a little bit about that. Well,
2: it, uh, my mother died in 2016 and the business was kind of thrown in my lap. And when I looked at all the books and saw where the business was at, it was failing. Right. Fast forward a couple of years, I got involved with Rick, with mm-hmm. from One Eighty Biz. I got into that coaching call in the in that group, right. and the business took it's off. clicking
1: along. Yep. It's, sorry. Different. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> things start to come together. Oh no! <laughs> He's watching his own. <laughs> I'm t- I'm, not, I'm trying to get it put out there. But you the, want lots of eyeballs on you. Sorry,
2: the business the business started to take off because right. I I started to implement got knowledge from you and several others in a group and Rick and realized after a while things just happened yeah and it happened for the good right. and now I can see the positive stuff to the
0: to the eclipse of where I want to be right. And it's, it's a, it's a good feeling. It really is. And, and so I kind of was that way, right? I I remember there was a, there was like a, a spot in my life where, and, and and I've said this before where my wife basically came to me and said, shitter, get off the pot. Right now this was after I'd already, you know, everybody knows my story, how I got involved with ASTE the whole nine yards, but there became a, a time when I'm I'm hesitant to the coaching I'm receiving, I'm hesitant to do the things that everybody says need to be done. Man, I don't know if I can raise my prices that much. And I don't know if I can, you know, and my wife basically said, "Shit, or get off the pot. It's time to do something. You know, you're paying for coaching. You're doing all these things. Time to make a decision. Time to do it, right? Yep. And for me, that's when that catalyst began to happen. The right people started to come into my life. The right things started to happen in the shop. And we started to see that growth. And it really took me taking that jump and making that decision. I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? That was really where it happened for me. And it's the same. I think in this industry, the old school mentality is
2: from those owners that were techs. I can yep. do this on my own. Well, I can't charge that. I can't charge it. Right. And so, you know, they get a customer comes in. It'll say, well, I think that's a little high. Well, let me give you. Yep. It took the mentality of that old school from being around 35 years with my dad. Right. And my dad was not always that way. It was a matter of taking that to the next level. Yeah. And understanding getting paid what
0: we're supposed to be worth. Absolutely. Not getting underpaid. Absolutely. Well, it's so easy to overlook that. You know what I'm saying? It's so easy to overlook our worth because we know what we paid for the parts. We, know, we don't value that knowledge we have. We don't value our text knowledge. So we just jump in and, and say, well, you know, uh, uh, here, let me knock it down a little bit because it's more comfortable. We feel better about it. it. Makes us feel better. But in turn, what we're doing is subsidizing the repairs for our clients, right? Yep. We're subsidizing those repairs with the money that's supposed to feed our family. Yep. Right. And I mean, that to me, like that, that's the
1: Lucas and I have been telling you about parts tech for a while now
0: Click the link in the show notes to get started. Real shame because I mean as parents as, as husbands that's our responsibility is for our family. And right? your, and your employees families. Exactly. Exactly. And 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 you know I know this sounds horrible. I, we talked about this yesterday. I heard this in a coaching class. But somebody said, you know, a lot of your clients aren't going to remember you. Your family is. Right? That's something to think about. And I'm not saying take advantage of people, but you got to you got to make sure you're charging appropriately for sure. Yeah. David's got a look on his face. that's making me <laughs> nervous. He's looking at the switcher and it's like. So many buttons. So many David, buttons. Okay. I know you've never met David before. David doesn't do well with buttons. He doesn't do well with things that might pull his attention because here in a few minutes, you're going to see the bouncy ball running through David's head. Gonna, I
1: fall asleep. That's what I do.
0: <laughs> it's, it's, well, so you sound like my
2: wife. Her license plate is actually keep swimming. Dory.
0: Does she forget forget things? No, she just gets distracted. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) This this cat had COVID. And when he got over COVID, his ADD was like (laughs) hypercharged. That was just, I had a lot going on at the last event.
3: I just had to show
1: up for this one. Show up and look pretty. That's all I had to do. (laughs)
3: Adam, what do you show, show up, look pretty, get a car with square cup holders, you know. Yeah.
0: Complain <laughs> about the tire
3: pressure. Let's talk
1: about people. these cars nowadays. So I'm about to get out of this Kia rental I'm in, and the thing starts beeping at me. And I'm like, it's it's got an actual key, which I appreciate. It's got an actual key. I, I'm like, I got the key on me. Why, why is it beeping? I look down at the, the instrument cluster. It says, check the rear seats. Somebody was in my rear seat, just assumes hey, you're about to leave your two-year-old in the back and forget that you have a two-year-old. The car is telling me to check the rear seats. The car. I hate
2: it. When they started putting that in with these messages, how idiotic is that? Right here is the problem to everybody's issue.
1: No, no, don't blame the cell phones. I'm insulted. The the problem (laughs) is not the cell phones. (laughs) The problem... I don't want to go down that road, but (laughs) there, it is a problem and not necessarily the cell phones. They're just too distracted. What's that? Well, have you ever seen the picture like where, like they have one in one, in one box of the picture, everybody's staring down at their phones at a restaurant. It was just like, you know, that's the interaction that you're hanging out. Everybody's staring at their phone. But then they have a picture of the 1920s in a train. Where everybody's standing right next to each other and everybody's got the newspaper up like same thing it's the same thing yeah you just find something else to to distract yourself when before I had my cell phone to scroll through I would I was obsessed with magazines like I had dozens of different subscriptions to car magazines and whatever else and they would come in and you know so excited every single month I'd start to get my magazines you'd rip them open start reading all the articles and learning new stuff and I've always been this way it, the magazines I had didn't have articles.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, listen, I can promise you he's never this been a, interested in that.
3: This um. is a
1: family show. No, no. And so, um, so I, I'm getting out of this car. This thing is like, a driving to the to the wing place. The the car was steering me. You didn't notice, but I, I, if you cross over the line, the thing buzzes at you and it pulls you back into the thing. And I'm like, okay, well that's kind of a cool feature or whatever. Because I I drive half distracted anyway. But, and I hate, the, the cup holders are square. This is, I don't know if anybody listening knows a Kia engineer, I need you to send this for the love of all things holy. Why? Why would you make the stupid cup holders square? It is idiotic. I, it, is, it is so absurdly stupid. And then like on the door, because this is like a lower trim. Oh, oh this, is, this is something else. So this car will steer me, steer me on the interstate. I don't have to put my hand like I have to kind of rest it, but the car will, will take off, stop, and steer for me. But it doesn't have automatic climate control. Now, why put one feature and not the other? It's the stupidest thing in the world. I'm too hot, I'm too cold, I'm fidgeting with the flipping button. Like, but it'll steer for me. It'll remind me that I'm about to leave my two year old in the back seat. Hey, by the way, but I can't set it on
0: 72. That's
1: too complicated.
0: <laughs> by the way, we had training for ADAS here. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and and see, he gets really nervous. He rides with me, right? I and, thought I was going to die. I just have you I, ridden with this one. He's psychotic. I, I don't believe I have. You, you listen. If you put the yellow line in the middle of the car, it keeps you between the two white lines. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works, right? And if you're over 85 and you're not touching the ground, then it doesn't really matter if it tries to steer you or not. It's fine. Right? Listen, I drive on roads like these
1: at home. I wonder how many two year olds got left in the back seat back in the day.
0: You, you know, I saw this. There, there was one that was left in a back seat a while back, and I read the whole news article about it. It doesn't seem like an alarm in a car is going to fix those problems. When that's happening, it's because there's underlying yeah. parental issues, right? I would, dude, I've, yes. got, I've got a three-year-old. I can promise you he's not getting left in a car. I mean, he will destroy the car. Well, Yeah. But
1: the you know the the kid's sleeping or whatever and he's yeah. locked in his car seat and then you go to the mall and just forget I have a two year old yeah
3: that, I, that
1: boggles my mind yeah I I, I don't get that
3: man I, I, like, have you ever left your kid in your seat and you just forgot I, that's that's what I, I was just trying to think that through but I, I <laughs> before I you say something it's I like well I was on the news that one I time don't believe it's occurred <laughs> well you know it, I mean
0: I, I think you have a, a parental thing. Right? Like, my, my son comes and sleeps in the bed with us at night. Right? He he just, he he did not get sleep training like my daughter. It wasn't a thing. He comes and sleeps in our bed. I'm to the point that if he's not in there by 1 o'clock, I'm waking up in the middle of the night. like There's crazy. something wrong. Yeah. Right? And so, like, I, I, no, I mean, I'm not leaving my kid in the car. I'm, I'm sure I could make a mistake. I'm sure. I I, I can't say. Well, I think everybody's made mistakes as a parent. But I'm, I'm not saying that. But that's a
1: 100-degree weather Kids sleeping in the back seat, and you just and, and these people go into like Walmart or the grocery store, and they're just like, Oh, I'll just be in there for I don't know how long. And it's a bit, it's a bajillion degrees outside. How do you forget? I don't get it. But the solution is, by the way, folks, put a beep and a message on the Kia, and it, it'll fix it
2: without automatic climate control.
1: <laughs> without automatic, we're not going to put automatic climate control in the car. But we're going to make sure nobody thought this through.
0: Nobody thought this through. What, having a podcast with you?
1: (laughs) Obviously not.
0: (laughs) Because here we are. (laughs) So um,
1: it's virtue signaling. Look what we did. We're helping society. You're not really affecting any change. This this isn't going to help anybody ever. Like, it's absurd. The person who's going to forget their child is going to forget their child,
3: Now, my regardless question would be- listen, of your beeping. So if you go up to the next trim level where you can get the automatic climate control.
1: <laughs> I still have the square cup
3: holders. Well, I, do you? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Do you still get the square and cup holders? I don't holders, know what do this they go fad to- is. At what point do they go to round? I don't know. What trim level do you have to buy? I, I is there a special package from Kia. for that?
1: I think you have to not buy a Kia. Look, his Toyota had round cup holders, hmm. like God intended. This thing is an abomination is what I'm telling you. It's an abomination. Hey. And then for for some reason, they decided we used to have uh, key fobs that had the buttons on the front. Big, fat buttons for big, fat American hands, right? <laughs> Look at those meat paws right over there. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that thing. That is insane. Now, at some point, these manufacturers said, we're not going to have big, fat Buttons on the front of the key fob. We're going to have a giant key fob, regardless. But we're going to put the logo on the front, and then we're going to put these teeny tiny little buttons on the side of the key fob. So you're the one setting off the alarm every time you go to the car. Is I that what it was? It's like, oh, people put their their key fobs in the button in you know the I'm pocket. Saying?
0: When you go like... to the car, your big old fat fingers. You're, you know,
3: listen. I, I don't want to make a big issue out of this. Do you understand how a proximity key works? No, this thing doesn't does. have proximity key. It doesn't have
1: climate control. <laughs> How does? Why it would it have proximity? Anything?
3: <laughs> oh come on! What? Are you serious? I'm this sure that's not why open they moved the buttons own. to the side because it's a proximity key. <laughs> no,
1: they just slapped buttons on the side. I don't know why. At least the Kia, I will give Kia credit. They did make the lock portion of the button like a raised button so it almost feels like a trigger when you're like right i i drove a mazda and it was just square and then the, all of the buttons were down the side and so every time you had to look down and go am i locking am i not locking or whatever i guess there's a setting as as you walk away the car will lock for you is that
3: what your golf does yeah so you walk away to lock in its own if if you have it set to do that you just go into the thing, and you can change the settings. You walk up to it, pull the handle. This Kia doesn't have. You can do it whatever you want controls. if you like want. Your it. golf does, I'm sure. Hey, have just, automatic climb. If They're, it makes
2: you feel any better, my '99 suburban don't have any of that. See, that's how that, c- hey, vehicles yeah. should be
1: made. As a '99 suburban, I, so I drive a '17 Dodge Grand Caravan. But you know, I bought it for that. Really, like it's, it still has 134 A, and aside from the throttle by wire, which is a little loopy, but. Other than that, it's just like it, it's a regular. It barely has ABS. It's got traction control, but it, you know, it's got old school con- traction control. You that, that
0: you think that emergency braking would have worked out well for you right before you plowed into that lady because she wasn't a patriot Front bumper and stuff for, for it.
1: It's fine. It's whatever. I'm just look. I'm just saying that this, they have made these vehicles stupid. Like they they're just they're going in the wrong direction. Like ADOs is cool. I'm I'm okay with ADOs. It's fine.
2: We've been like that for years. I mean, how many times under the hood? It's like, what's the engineer thinking about this design? Yeah. They don't think about us that have to work at it out in the field.
1: Yeah, but they've always been like that. I mean, like you remember the starter in the Cadillacs, like under the intake manifold oh, or oh, starter was, on a Lexus, like an old LS. Idea. like <laughs> That's a four-hour job, right, to to replace the starter. But the starters lasted. Like you didn't replace that many starters, at least not on the Lexus. Uh They've always been stupid like that. It's just the what, the way they're designing these vehicles. They've they they want to make these engines teeny tiny, which I get. That's fine. But then, they're like, well, people still need to you know drive like idiots, so we're gonna put turbos on them. Like, okay, well, that's fine. And also, we're not gonna tell anybody that they need to change the oil. Screw that. They'll just blow them up at eighty thousand miles. They'll be out of warranty. They'll have to buy new ones.
0: You know, I, I think Adam is the one here with the true advantage. I've been thinking about this the whole time you've been rattling on. You know Adam Adam, like, you know, his his knowledge of cars is basically, does it run? Does it drive? Okay, good. Right? I mean like no offense. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just saying like I I'm, I'm not a mechanic. Right, and, uh, and, and so you've got this, like, innate I advantage. sold
3: freaking total hips before I did this. Come on. But, I mean, you know what I'm
0: saying, though? Like, you, you have an advantage. Like, the rest of us are over here. We know how to work on cars, right? And we know what that knowledge is, and maybe it shouldn't have taken that tech so long. Maybe this, maybe that. Where you're just like, okay. Okay. Right? Cool. Great. It's broken. Did you fix it? Good. Uh-huh. And we're going to charge for that, right? Good. Okay. Right? That's the extent of... I mean, you've been stupid successful. Occasionally,
3: wouldn't you agree? Yeah, some things have worked out very well for me. Some,
1: some things. he drives a Golf GTI. It's a Golf R. I'm sorry.
3: Stop that. Just stop. But it has it's a round golf cup bar. holders. It's got, it has it's round got cup holders and, <laughs> and, <Of course>.
0: and <laughs> <climate> <laughs> But I mean, like seriously, though, I think there's an advantage for somebody coming into this that doesn't know how to fix cars right he doesn't think about those things it doesn't frustrate him what well, the engineers do at the same time though like you can you can get investors
1: you know the investor mindset they just come in to buy a business to get a return and th- those people like um are the the hacky shops They're, they yep. may be beautiful facilities have lots of employees but they're also the ones that are installing garbage parts and get it as cheap as possible and just get it out the door and well, that's all we it, care about and warranty it, is a just a percentage on the PL and that's it.
3: Right. It all it all depends on what the, the whole purpose of the shop. So I opened my shop because when I did medical device sales, I drove the crap out of my car. And when I took it into the shop and I'd say just fix whatever's wrong with it and call me when it's done, whatever it needs. I just want it fixed. Please make it happen. I would have thought that I'm the ultimate customer. I come in, I trust you. Just call me when it's done, please. Yeah. And it was a miserable freaking experience every single time. And I said, there has to be more people like me that just walk in and say, just please fix it. I trust you. Call me when it's done. Yeah. And, and are just expecting like just bare minimum the car is fixed correctly yeah. or hey bare minimum may, competence right maybe yeah. maybe just something slightly there was good customer service also like oh I'll I'll take that 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 might just sell me on the whole thing so that was the whole point of well I can open a shop because these people can't even fix the car correctly let alone Provide have a little bit of customer service or or not take a month to return the car to me yeah I got I got customers
2: like that too long term customers. Just fix it as I trust you, but no, they are getting called. They're getting reports. They're constant contact. There's no surprises. I go above and beyond, make sure the contact's there, review everything, explain it, explain the benefit of being here nobody I, nobody nothing leaves my shop without conversation
0: yeah exactly I'm the same way we talked about that yesterday that I'm I'm always updating clients yeah. right that's what I do and and so you know I, that's part of our culture that's part of who we are that's yeah. just how we serve clients so I mean but I think when when you bring in somebody that
1: isn't a mechanic or at least in the automotive industry and I I remember very distinctly there was a Midas. That was in Glen Carbon, Illinois. It was, it was a good customer for us. The, the, the business got bought by uh, a non automotive type. He was just buying a business that, that had a good return and he's just trying to make money. And it, it turned into, I don't care about the customer. I need the money in the door. Like I need a certain percentage. These are the prices. This, you need to hit these metrics. And that's how the guy ran the shop. And. The attitude of the employees kind of went along with it. They right. fought it for a while because they were very much invested in the customer experience. And they were, they were buddies and friends with their customers. That's how they ran it. They weren't the, like the clean cut. They, they were like grizzled mechanics, but the way they treated their customers were like, we're all friends here and I'm going to help you out by fixing your car. But that meant lower margins and. That's not how this guy wanted to run and he they ran a lot of customers off and stuff like that. Not a bad thing necessarily, but he didn't care. He just it was a, an investment. So I need to see 15% of my money. That's it. That's all he cared about. Well, and that's the detriment in, in having
0: Right. Well, and I mean, so what what do you say to that? I mean, like you're 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 kind of making it towards absentee owner right now. Right. Right. You're, you're working on building another shop or or refitting another shop. What do you say? I mean, I know you're not out taking advantage of people like that. You know, we've talked about the whole leadership thing.
3: Right. Well, it's, I mean, my, my hope is that I have, I have gotten my employees to the point that they understand what my vision is, how we're going to take care of people, how we're going to treat people. And that when I'm not there, we can just circle, we don't know what to do. Okay. Let's circle back around to, How are we going to take care of people? If this is the way that we're going to take care of them, then what do I need to do to get to that that end goal? Well, you know, you heard me earlier say um, when I was talking about an issue we had.
0: So I I was at an event, and they were trying to really drive numbers through the shop. And it wasn't so much that we were worried about the money. It was more so that I needed them to recognize they could do it, right? They had fallen into a slump. It was a little bit of a mental slump. And a couple things went wrong, right? And and what I recognized through that, there were a lot of different pieces of that puzzle. But what I recognized through that was is that we lost sight of the desired outcome, which is a properly and safely repaired automobile. And they got focused on, I got to go, I got to go, I got to go, I got to get all these cars done today. And they lost sight of the properly repaired automobile, right? And, and nobody got hurt. And it wasn't it wasn't like some huge end of the world deal. But I think focusing on the desired outcome is really important. I mean that's part of what our cultures are in our businesses, you know. That's that's where
2: I learned with being with Rick and you guys is you got to get your whole team, yeah, to see the vision, and yep. you better have a vision and mission statement written down for what you want to do as a business owner. Yeah, no matter what business it is, it whether it's a restaurant or a beer distributor or yeah. auto repair, it's got to have a a yep. target point, and everybody's got to be pointing in that same direction. It takes an effort and training to get everybody on board. Right. And get get everybody behind you because as a military person, you have to work with all different aspects of people. Yeah. And the military's big on unity. Right. You use everything as a unit, it's not an individual. Right. The whole unit goes. Yeah. And if one person messes up, the unit is responsible. Right.
0: Ownership. Yep. And, and you know, so I remember Rick saying this to me at one point. And I think we talked about this maybe last night. Um, but I remember Rick saying to me, like, you better have a vision. You better have a destination because if you don't, somebody there does, I promise you. Right. So, like, if you're not the one setting the destination, somebody's setting it. What's the destination in the business? And if as an owner, you're not setting that destination, you're not setting that expectation, you're not setting the desired outcome, somebody's setting it right whether it's because they interpret what you think or what yeah, they it think be an interpretation yeah right so you're a whole lot better putting it down on paper and saying here it is right i the, think that's, the, the problem is writing it down is fine
1: but i mean i can i know of franchises that have a name with religious connotation in the name that are all individually owned thought that was their last name (laughs) it's not what people think (laughs) so however the name came about i'm just saying the and in in our area they're they're all over the place in our area and they're always massive facilities you know four five six seven technicians in there and they all do like very well and you know we're 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 in an area that's that's heavily religious, and they, a lot of these people show up thinking that they're going to get a certain treatment, that I'm not going to get taken advantage. They have this religious affiliation to them. Like, that's not going to happen. And, and depending on who the owner is, the, the name even implies – The golden rule. The name implies, like, we're going to treat you fairly. The name And they have a mission statement, and it's part of the package when you buy the franchise. But that's not how they do it. They don't act that way. And I'm not saying about all of them, and I'm sure they're all very nice people. Everybody's super nice. I'm just talking about very specific individuals that have treated it like, yeah, 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 I need my 20%. I need my salary. I need my 20%. You're just you're expendable. The the employee is the customer. There's another one lined up. We're just going to flood the market with with mailers. Doesn't matter. Get them in, get them out. And that mindset, their action, their attitude towards it. They can say it all they want. They can say it all they want. But when they treat it like an investment, and it's just it's just like owning stock, and you can just as easily sell it because it's not performing to what you need it to. Just hit a button and it's gone. You know that that ends up permeating through the entire organization, really despite does. the fact that all over the walls, there's a certain implication. Yeah, it's it's a shame, and that it's and that's every no matter where you go,
2: and that's one thing that I saw with this industry. And you could go back fifty years. This industry has an image yeah. that has had to change. Yep. It has started to change, but. It's still misconceived in the back of people's brains of what a
0: mechanic, yeah, walking into yeah. a garage is about. I mean, we we talk about that from the education standpoint, right? Because the 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 guidance counselors aren't willing to send kids to the the tech classes because Smart I don't kids. Wanna, right? I don't want to I don't want to make them grease monkeys, is, is what they would say. Yeah. Right? They they you know parents would not say, hey, I would recommend that. You know, if they say, hey, I want to be an automotive technician, mom and dad are like. You know, what was it Mike Rowe said, said, you know, a four year degree was always, you know, trade schools were a consolation prize to a four year Mm -hmm. degree. Yeah. Right. And that's the way we've always treated it. Right. And and so, A, we had a reputation. And and so I was doing an interview just the other day and somebody said, what do you think, you know, of this tech shortage? I said, I don't really know that we have a tech shortage. I think we have an an industry image problem as a whole. I think that, A, we're in a situation where we've not treated people properly. We've not paid them properly, right? So we we've got that going for us. We don't have a good image for how we treat the people that come in. That's correct. Right. And so there's and 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 you know, here's what gets me, and I, I talk about this a lot. It pisses me off that that we look at how much we charge as a differentiator whether we're treating someone right or wrong. Right. Now I have learned the hard way. If I don't charge appropriately, if I don't have enough profit, I can't afford to take care of my freaking clients. Right? right? You're right. But instead, yeah. we look at it like if I'm charging them more than the guy down the street, I'm ripping them off. No, you're ripping them off if you're not charging them more because now you can't afford to fix the problem if it comes up. Because technically, the guy you down you the street the ripping the
1: repair. them off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're shortchanging the repair. You're using lower quality parts. Yeah. You're shortchanging the warranty. It comes back.
0: It needs to be towed. You can't pay for the tow. You can't fix the car because you don't have enough money. And, and all you do
1: life. is look for to absolve responsibility saying, no, that wasn't my fault.
0: You, you wanted my this cheap stuck. repair. My I've told you the story about the people with the brakes and and I had a car that came in and they were like, dude, we just had these brakes repaired. It was like 500 bucks. And I'm really worried that it's not safe. It's making a noise now. Well, they had put pads on tore up rotors and I'm like, why in the world would they do that? I actually called and asked and he said, well, I was worried they would be upset if I charged them for rotors too. Did you post that the other day? I think you had pictures of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, why in the world? Right? Your first job is to be a professional, right? And, and like what I'm going through with the bank. We, I'm going through this whole, I'm not even going to go into the story with the bank. I'm going through this whole mess with the bank right now. And, and I'm expecting the guy at the bank to be a professional and guide me through the process. That's his job. That's what he's paid to do, if nothing else. Right? Otherwise, I could just go to the head banker and say, Hey, give me the paperwork I need to fill out. <laughs> Scott Palava. David is going to kill you. Yeah. You know that, right? Yeah. He's probably going to murder you in your sleep. You know we can hear the buzzer. Yeah, yeah, right I know. Gotten. I know. That's right. Yeah, I'm um,
1: Sorry. I thought I had the where l- Really? Scott Palabra, everybody.
0: Scott <laughs> Hey, can you believe they gave him complimentary cockroaches? I had to ask for mine. I even had to ask for a lighter to heat mine up.
1: So I put my texts up at oh, AST at an Airbnb. Yeah. And a, and a very nice carries a nice neighborhood like it's it's toity you know <laughs> it's a nice area <laughs> and I find this house and it it's beautiful and it, it was expensive whatever it is cheaper than the hotel but I, you know both techs could stay at this house right It's a kitchen the whole nine. put them in airbnb. They get there and like as soon as they walk in the door they're settle, they're settling in and I get this text message. With the biggest, fattest cockroach <laughs> you can imagine just hanging out in the corner of the room. Just, It was a wood roach. You familiar with wood roach? Okay. So it was a wood roach. Just, and I'm like, he's like, it scared me. Listen, <laughs> this big, fat, black thing that's sitting in the corner just
0: scurrying off when I turn the lights on. <laughs> in, hey, listen. In some countries, they're de- delicacies. You know, Scott it thought there's no country that eats cockroach. What country Scott eats thought cockroach? they were delicious. And you know <laughs> just I think just it's, Minnesota in just, general. <laughs> I think it's pretty impressive. Now, if y'all haven't thought about this, the fact that a nuclear weapon will not kill a cockroach, but raid will. What do you think's in raid? Do you think you ought to be spraying it? I mean Palmetto bugs. What's
1: a palmetto bug? What is that? I have no idea. That's a. He's he's like a garden person. So, is, uh, uh, Jim Coconus. Oh, I should have known. Oh yeah, there you go. He calls them Palmetto bugs. They're, it's not a palmetto. It's a flipping cockroach. <laughs> it was nasty. Yeah. disgusting. We call them poppers <laughs> at the shop because you know they'll come crawling across the shop just hanging out. They're not like an actual cockroach, like what you would get in a house, because they're they're not evil. Like, they'll walk... <laughs> regular cockroaches are evil. Like, they're vindictive. They're they're evil things. These things will just walk across the room just hanging out like you're not going to kill it. What you do, when you step on them, they pop. <laughs> we call them
0: poppers. Scott's a little offended you wouldn't just chew it up. He said it was crunchy. Why Why would you say he eats bugs? That's weird.
1: Well, I had one, I had one in my room last night, so... He Did should. you really? Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. a... a a palmetto bug, a, as a, a for, they, for some a, a legit <laughs> yeah, that he, thing. Yeah, he's pl- 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 Did, pl- did pl- it have F- a Volkswagen t- logo on it? <laughs> <laughs> now stop. <laughs> now here's a, here's the problem <laughs> so with if do. it's a legit bug, <laughs> yeah. like the the hotel's infested. Well, they they, <laughs> they they know they do because I pulled the refrigerator out because <gasps> it went back behind there, and they have a cockroach trap stuck to the back of the refrigerator. They probably do in every single room. There's a lot of people coming through here. You yeah. don't think that... Yeah, dude, they live they do. any everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, okay, <laughs> here we go. No, no, no. You got me off on it. So I'm going to tell you some roach stories. I'm going to tell you know, some roach stories. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> on. So I used to work for a rent-to-own company. Like this is back in the day. We used to use the have-to-go repo like, computers. Mm -hmm. gateway everybody familiar with gateway computers from back in the day okay man that was back
0: in the day back (laughs) in
1: the day dude so we we would rent out gateway computers and the first thing you had to do was to leave it in the in the in the vehicle or whatever you had you had to like bomb it because you wanted to at least get some of the roaches out and then the rest of the time you had because you refurbished it to essentially get it back on rental right Because they would buy these units and they're like, we need to get $3,000 of rent fees from each unit, whatever the dollar amount is. And unless it it hit that $3,000, you had to keep renting it until it hit that $3,000. Once they had a hundred bucks, you could buy the thing for a hundred bucks. Anyway. So the the brooches leave poop. Everybody familiar with that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you would have to take apart this thing and scrub the, which is sticky. It's disgusting. you would just scrub the crap out of this thing. You wouldn't think that thousands of roaches would live inside of a computer, but you'd be wrong. They just, they infest the computer, anything warm. We went to this lady's house. This is the most horrific story ever. We went to this lady's house. We knew she had a roach problem. Like she smelled a certain way. Her husband smelled a certain way. You knew these weren't clean people. Like they were, they lived in filth and they were, they were cool with it. It It's whatever. But she hadn't made payments on her big screen TV. and These were like rear projection, like old school, like four by three big screen TVs.
2: You weren't moving that by yourself.
1: <laughs> the, me me, and the other guy show up to to the house and we're like, uh, she, her name was Sharon. Sharon, you have made your payment. We're going to have to come repo you. And she's like, yeah. We showed up at her house. She's like, one day, because they normally duck you. And then one day you get the phone call, come get it. But really the reason why she wanted us to come get it is because it stopped working. So we go into the house and, you know, there's just, you can see them crawling on the walls. They're just, and these people just sitting in the living room, hanging out in the middle of the day with roaches crawling around them. They have, they don't care. They're just, they're cool with it. It's whatever, right? They're the pets. And so we, we picked this, we knew, we knew, we picked this uh, TV up. And we load it into the box truck, a Ford E three hundred and fifty box truck, and we park it in front of the the shop. And we call the exterminator. And wh- what do you want us to do with this thing? I, this thing is probably loaded with with roaches. And he's like, "Well, he's like, um, he's like, get a roach bomb, throw it in there, a fogger, right? Throw it into the the back of the truck and just let it sit overnight and see what happens." I said okay. So we get a roach bomb, set it off, throw it in the back of the truck. The next morning we come in, I'm walking into the building, like walking into strip mall. I'm walking in and I look down and I see just like a dozen roaches, just all loopy, just kind of walking on the sidewalk. And I'm like, oh, that's gross. So I'm stepping on them as I'm walking. And by the way, you got to flush them down the toilet. You can't just step on them because they will hatch regardless. Regardless of you stepping on them, those suckers will still hatch. So if they've got an egg pouch, they'll still hatch. Dead mother, they'll hatch. Anyway. So uh, And I'm like, "That's weird. At some point, somebody had to get into, into the truck. We and I went into the front, the the cabin of the truck, and I opened the door, and I'm not kidding. 30, 40 dead roaches just gonna fall out out, out of the door. Have I told you the story? Mm-mm. They're all over the steering column, all over the instrument cluster. They're on the seats. Hundreds of them, half dead, half of them loopy, just kind of wandering around. And so we're, we call the Terminator. We're like, "What do we do?" And they're like, "Well, you still want to catch the live ones, so throw some some pucks in there. They're, they're the little the little traps." Uh, so we chuck a bunch of. Them pucks in there i ended up quitting a few (laughs) days later i gotta say i wouldn't be back in that truck (laughs) (laughs) that truck somebody had to clean out that truck eventually but that truck was essentially ruined because it was it was never going to be right roaches when what had happened with the tv is one of the roaches had gotten into one of the the projectors and had fried the projector leaving this like rainbow splotch in one of the corners of the projector um, and that's why it had popped this, this television how was housing tens of thousands oh my God. of roaches. They were oh all, and and we had left just the TV Ugh. strapped to the side inside this box truck with nothing else in it. Cause we knew, but when we roach bombed them, they scattered and they had completely filled. And what I was seeing were the roaches that had escaped the truck. Gotten out of the truck, fell down on the ground, and were trying to make it out of the the roach bomb. That's what I was seeing as I was walking in, stepping on these roaches all the way in. Oh, it was awful. It's the most roaches I've ever seen in my life. They were everywhere, dude. That's
0: pretty disgusting.
1: They were everywhere. So when you have one, and I'm sure they like every every hotel has to bring in a sprayer, like every. And that that's that was how we kept the infestation from getting into everything in the store was you had to have an exterminator come in and spray the entire store on a weekly basis. And even on top of that, you still threw pucks down to to catch the ones that you didn't, you couldn't kill. And as soon as they walked into the area of the spray, it would essentially kill the weak ones. The strong ones would keep going, but it would slow them down. So you could at least step on them because if they're, like, full strength, you're not catching them. They're so fast. You'll chase them, but you're not catching them.
0: <laughs> so, if we can learn nothing else, a Rent-A-Center is not somewhere that you want to get <laughs> in. It was, it was Rentway. rent it
1: was Rentway. Rentway was purchased by Uh It was the, those were the two big ones. Now so it's definitely, like don't, don't
2: rent any of their furniture. Yeah,
1: no, <laughs> God I, Could you imagine? So that? you can if you go if you have to. First off, it's it's like it's insanely inspect inspe- expensive to do that. Like just go on Craigslist and buy a fifty dollar couch. Like my first couch, we bought for fifty Bro. bucks. Bro, it had been sitting in a barn. It smelled. We just cleaned the crap out of it and cleaned it and cleaned it. And that was my first couch. Me and my wife. Listen,
0: I know what some people do on couches. I'm not going to go buy a $50 couch.
1: I'm buying a $50 couch.
0: You just clean it and sanitize it. I mean, that's like going and buying a mattress somebody else has slept
1: on. You know. uh, A mattress is different. What are you doing on couches? Like constantly? Like all day? Are you going to crust it up with stuff? Like, no.
3: You can put a cover on a mattress. You can put a cover on a couch too. Exactly. Well, well there you go. Why don't he, you just he's put a approved, cover on though. It? He doesn't see the world for what it is.
1: I don't just assume it of everybody. Like, I hey, I'm I'm glad to buy this fifty dollar like bodily fluid depository here that you're <laughs> you're calling a couch. <laughs> Dude, when I was 20, you didn't give a crap. (laughs) Well, I'm 20 years old buying a couch. Trust me. I didn't give a crap either. I needed a couch. I got got mine for free. I just saw it along the road. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, absolutely. Like these people were like younger or they had bad credit and they were coming in and there were this $500 couch. They were spending $3,000 on it. And the, the, now the ones that came in and just the like, I don't care. I want that couch. They didn't care. They probably had roaches themselves. Not all of them. But there was a good portion of them. But you could request, if you absolutely needed a rent-to-own one, you could request, can I get a brand new one? Still wrapped. And you could. You would order it and it gets shipped in, and you would send it straight to the house. And you, same thing with appliances and stuff like You could get brand new units. The problem is that $500 washing machine is going to end up costing you $3,000 right. because you're paying weekly. And the interest is so high. That's crazy. palmetto bugs that's that's a that's a um a politically correct correct name for a a big fat american wood roach popper (laughs) palmetto bugs that's for somebody that you don't want to insult them this this airbnb and these people were very nice they were very communicate i can't say communicative 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 Oh, that's what I'm trying to say. I don't know if you right. pronounce it that way, but that's what I'm trying to say. Um there were very, very nice hosts. And I'm like, hey, you might check the house for a palmetto bug or two or ten. Uh you're gonna wouldn't you are going to would not you do say you've got you've got wood roaches or roaches. But palmetto bug. I'm gonna use that from now on. It's a palmetto bug. It's not a
0: wood roach. It's not a roach at all. It's a palmetto. Palmetto bug. Yeah. Palmetto bug. Listen, if you call it a roach, this guy over here is going to try and smoke it. So,
3: <laughs> Adam? Right away. <laughs> I drive a Volkswagen.
1: Come on. Communicable. Communicative. Uh, maybe communicative isn't
0: a word. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Just make them up as you go, man. I'm telling you. This is awful. Look. No, it is a word. Ready to talk or impart information. That's it. Communicative. Oh. That is definitely him. I don't know if you've noticed that or not. I mean, that's just—I tell everybody
1: my wood, my roach story. It was traumatizing. I use it as you know therapy for me. It's the way I process. It's the way I cope.
0: I've always—I've never always seen so many roaches in my life. You,
1: but now I know the roaches. Yeah, dude, they can get in your ear. Happened to my cousin. I'm telling you, these things are horrible, evil little things. And the babies, the babies are like they're the size of like. Um, Strawberry seeds, the babies—they're the size of strawberry seeds. You think you're gonna see them? Like, no, you're not gonna see them. They're crawling up into your orifices. <laughs>
0: Scott's got a bag full of them. He's <laughs> taking those boogers home.
1: <laughs> My wife should
2: be listening. Well, somewhere, yeah. somewhere along the line, that GPS soon got to the right. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. I, is, is that in the key of the GPS? The NAS, no, 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 no. It's
1: got Android <laughs> Auto, though, which is
0: clunky and awful. Like, <sighs> but just yesterday, you sent a message to me that said it was pretty cool.
1: The Android Auto? Yeah. The, I guess the problem is like every time you get in the car. So let's say you're making 15 like quick trips. Every single time you get in the car, 15 to 30 seconds to get the thing like up and running. So 15 to 30 seconds. Meanwhile, I, an auxiliary cord will just go... And I can do whatever the hell I need to do on my phone. Hit Maps, go. It'll read whatever
0: the hell's going on. That
3: is a big beef I have. Fifteen with to thirty like, seconds. You got to wait for the super yeah, with thing to Bluetooth connect. and yeah. stuff like that. That is a pain in the butt. Why, why are you connecting it over Bluetooth? Android Auto. Yeah. Why don't you just plug it in through the USB? Yeah. Does that work?
1: Yeah. Is it faster?
3: I have no. I don't know. I don't have an Android. Oh, I drive a Volkswagen. Know. I have an Apple. <laughs> Jeez, what is wrong with keep, you keep uh, uh keep
1: uh defazio uh golf drivers drink pumpkin spice
3: yeah I, that i saw and have his-
1: iphones is I, that true
3: i i don't drink much pumpkin spice a little here there, and there don't you lie i, I said, did i did get that pumpkin ravioli when we went out the other day <laughs> Pumpkin ravioli is fantastic. <laughs> Dude, I'd never had it before. It was a first. Really? Thing. I know. I'm thinking about going back there tonight. It's legit. I told my wife I had it and she almost punched me.
1: And a brown butter sauce? What'd you have? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah brown yeah, butter sauce. Very good. That's the way to do it. I was it. shocked.
3: I was just trying to be a little adventurous. And That's adventurous for you? I, I don't know. the do I was, I've, been, I've, I've gone to this restaurant 300 times. There's nine things on the menu that I like, and they had a special with something else. And I said, okay, fine.
0: He, listen, he, he made it outside of the mac and cheese. The mac but and cheese. G- give the kid a break, okay?
1: <laughs> we go to dinner, and of course, I'm like, well, we can't go anywhere nice because it has to have ranch and Mountain Dew on the menu. Otherwise, these two won't eat it.
0: What are you talking about?
1: Gordon Ramsey has this show on uh, on Nat uh, Geo, the Nat Geo channel. And he, he makes his trip to Peru. And in Peru, there's a delicacy uh, where the, you have to hire a guy who will take you out into a mountain. And on the side of the mountain, he's got to find them. On the side of a mountain is this like weed cactus looking thing. And it it grows, like throws a flower and then rots. And he's got to find him in that condition. And what I mean, it's on the side of the mountain. Like you get to the edge, you look down and hanging off of the edge of this mountain. And I'm not talking like like 7,000 feet. This is like 10,000 feet up in there. Like this is way up there, right? And looking down and it, you look down and this thing's just hanging out. And so he then ties a rope, hangs off the side of the mountain to then cut this thing out and then climb back up. You then cut it open and inside are these grubs. And that's the delicacy, is the grub. And they cut it open and the and the the guide is like, this is it. And these things are like they they look awful. <laughs> and it's not a guide, palmetto bug. It's not a palmetto bug. They look like disgusting grubs. And so they cook them up and the guy just starts popping them and then the the translator's like yeah these are a great delicate and of course he tries to eat one is about pukes it's like oh it tastes like they <laughs> <look> <laughs> disgusting but it's a delicacy like they people pay big money because of what you need to do the grubs only grow in this type of plant that only grows on this side of this mountain I mean, so I don't know how you find them. Like, you'd have to be really hungry. Like, I'm gonna uh,
0: eat that. I mean, at the end of the day, though, right? It means that people want what people want. Doesn't have anything, right? Like, it's marketing. It's like lobsters were back in the day were just
1: considered disgusting and it was spin. Or like, um, what's that? Uh, halibut, isn't it? No, Chilean sea bass. What's it actually like? Patagonian toothfish? It's a. Beastly looking. Yeah, it, it, look it up what they actually look like. They're beastly looking. They're ugly as hell. They call them a Chilean sea
0: bass. All of a sudden, it's, you know, $75 for the plate. Well, I mean, that says a lot, right? We're, we're over here worried about charging. Yeah. Meanwhile, you go into a hour.
1: restaurant in New York and order squab and <laughs> you're getting that flying rat that's outside <laughs> there's millions of but they cook it put a nice sauce
0: on it and all of a sudden it's a hundred dollars put it up a certain way so you don't have to you know plate it beautifully are you looking at the picture of the patagonian toothfish yeah, that's what it is it's beastly looking it thing it's yeah it's, it's, it's hey that's four. chilean sea bass i could take my phone look it up drop it into the media player hit the media player button and throw it up on the really <laughs> that is cool what is he doing? <laughs> He could do that, but I can't. Do you need
1: to come in and out a couple times, too? Anything else? (laughs) (laughs) Communicable. Communicable. Oh, look. Communicable? Man, I'll tell you what. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure this is what he was expecting. We're going to listen to Woodroach
0: stories. (laughs) No.
1: Brett knows me well enough
0: to know that. This was probably what was coming. And talking well,
2: about adventurous, but every time I've gotten adventurous, it's got me in trouble next to the porcelain goddess tank. So. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> is that is that what the fear is? It's going to make you sick, or what? What's the fear? Oh no, I like being adventurous. I just don't like the after effects of my beer
2: when I'm adventurous.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm not saying talking about getting hammered. Like, like he doesn't like he wouldn't eat the clams. The clams were fantastic, by the way. Shout out to, I don't even know the name of the restaurant, but that restaurant was The phenomenal. one last night? Yeah.
0: Dude, that was really good. Have you ever eaten there? Water, Water's Edge? Mm-mm. Oh, what's Dude. in the restaurant? Wasn't that good, Scott? That was very thank good. Thank you for dinner, by the way. That, that was delicious. Was I mean, it really was. Like, if you that get was. a chance, you should ride over there and have dinner. Okay. What are we supposed to do?
1: Water's Edge Restaurant. The Water's Edge Restaurant,
0: I mean, Waters Edge
1: restaurant at Memory yeah. Town. I mean, it's like, if
0: I'm driving, it's about... Five and a half minutes away. <laughs> Normal driving, it's 10 to 15. Because it's not, it's in the sticks. The but yellow
1: line doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. That, that was it. Yeah, like the turn was, he's like, that can't be the turn. That's not even a road. And we blew past it. But it was.
0: It was the turn. You know what's really interesting? Is, is these guys. Let me tell you something about these guys. They point out those little yellow signs that have curves on them. And they're like, that says 35. <laughs> so. What's your point, I mean, like, there's signs listen, all over the road that say things. I mean, I don't I, read I, them all, that's a challenge. I'm I yeah. holding on for dear life. I am not that bad. I mean, th- listen, I we don't follow those signs in my town, that's for the people from Florida. And uh, Lucas, do you drive the, the two thumb up theory? Uh, no, I'm, I'm one handing it with a palm, oh. <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: he he's like leather. he kind of sits like Lay this, back. yeah. Yeah, steering on there, and then just pedal to the floor.
2: Got the old, yeah, got the old bass Yes, boom, exactly.
1: Boom. No, he's his music choice is very eclectic, so it's like you know, it's Ethiopian jazz. <laughs> <laughs> and he's <laughs> flying down the road. What's this? no? I'm not kidding. It is it's relaxing. It's chilly. Your driving isn't.
0: Yeah, it is. I love that.
1: So <laughs> I, I was telling you Dead Man's Curve because there was a there was a turn going from Melrose into Saugus called Dead Man's Curve and it was when it said 35 like you had to slow down because if you didn't you would slide into a cliff like we, the side listen, of We listen we
0: call that greasy corner in my town greasy corner yeah where you slide it and die you don't die you just try and slide listen the key to sliding is is if you're sliding you need to be turned sideways right you got to you got to get the slide in the right direction that's called drifting yeah exactly you got to just make sure that the back comes around with you and the key you're in a Highlander the key is to not let out of the accelerator Right? Just don't hit the brakes. Everything's fine. That's, see, that's what these people that end up in the mountains trying to drive, that's where they mess up is they get into a corner at 60 and
3: they slam on the brakes. And you know ask what
1: Mike Allen about driving. He's the only one that, that knows how to do it properly. Uh, he's,
3: he's right. You got to keep on the accelerator. You got to plan the turn. Yeah,
2: plan turn, let off the turn. Let off the accelerator as you're in. Stand back Gas it on the apex.
0: Stand back in it. Now, Mike Allen, I don't care what you say. It's not that he can drive. It's that that little booger went over there and paid for a faster go kart, okay? And it's also he was that swapping.
1: He was swapping go
0: karts. He only was weighs seventy five pounds, bro. Me he's you,
1: not that small. He Adam weighs less than Mike Allen.
0: Dude, he's two and a half feet tall. Everybody's two and a half feet tall to you. But I do listen. After you mentioned it today, I do admit that when I'm walking fast, it is pretty funny to watch you. Do My little legs just <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep up with you. Sounds You're like jerk. my wife.
2: Can you walk a little slower? Not really. I can.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, look, I'm barely walking now. And, and you know, David's over here. He's like huffing and puffing. <laughs> this hey, is everywhere
3: uh, you go with Lucas, though. Every, every, every yes, time you yeah, see I'm Lucas, tracing and it's, him. it's, hey, let me go introduce you to somebody. And then I'm assuming that he's left. Like like there, he had to suddenly go to the bathroom or something. Like, And I'm like, I thought he was going to go introduce me. What I was supposed to do was jog after him <laughs> to go meet this person. Oh, I, I want to okay. introduce you to this person. Well, where the hell did he go? Well, look, you got to keep up, bro. You got to keep well, up. Well, I've learned this now. I mean, it took a, a good two years to figure it out. but well, you did figure it out, so. Where, why, why are you running? Well, it's not to get exercise. <laughs> it's because Lucas wants to introduce me to somebody. We can't stop now. <laughs> why
1: Why are you running? <laughs> The golf should raise its inside rear tire. Does that happen? Yeah, it
3: has active, inside. active, uh, some, some, something. I don't know. <laughs> buttons. It's got all kinds of buttons. Does you know, whatever you want it hey, to. Listen,
0: do. listen, listen now, Brett. Don't don't take this the wrong way, David. You can definitely take this the wrong way, Scott. <laughs> I don't care if you take this the wrong way or not.
1: Scott's not paying attention. He's going to
0: slam that phone down right onto the I table know. here in a second. The, the one thing that I take away from all of this is the guy who just said that. Is the most successful shop owner in the room. What? That he bought all the buttons? No. The guy that just said. Uh, it's got that thing that does that thing and it does things. Oh, yeah. He doesn't know. Yeah.
3: He doesn't know. I don't know what it is. Look, I wanted a manual transmission, all-wheel drive car that was really fast. You know, hey, I don't know if you know this. Um, you didn't want to look like a Subaru driver? You could have
1: gotten a Subaru. Uh, I always he had does kind of look like a Subaru. Outback? Volkswagens? Really?
3: I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was just Listen, trying to my, impress me. My was, job
3: used to pay think, for a car. Like I could get a new car every like year and a half if I wanted to. And uh-huh. we got very friendly with someone at the Volkswagen dealer, and he'd give us the hookup every time I go really? in. He'd be like, "What do you want now?" I'm like I don't know something with a manual transmission, kind of fast, keep it around thirty five grand. I mean, oh, Long I got this yeah. GTI. I got a GLI.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So I just got a message that said, "And this is uh, stupid." Cut off the podcast. <laughs> no, no. It, it, it actually is something really interesting. That that shop type that you were talking about, mm-hmm. some folks um, pointed out that that shop type pushes out owners that act and do that. I'm sure they do if they get caught. Right.
1: But not in my area. Well, somebody
0: they else, don't. Somebody ought to tell them then.
1: I'm not going to rat anybody out. I'm not saying you should rat them out. You just did. I I mean, there's... No, no, no. Whatever. I kept it um, tastefully vague.
0: (laughs) Okay. Kind of like the palmetto bug. Yeah. (laughs) I called it
1: a palmetto bug.
0: (laughs) Everybody knows where he lives. It implies good and and that they're religious like Christians. They could could be Muslim too. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Oh. So, uh, you know, interestingly enough, and we're going to go a completely different direction. My nose is running. I don't know why. I think Amanda gave me her COVID. No, it's probably Scott. Scott. You were, you were. Don't you knock my camera over? You, you were, uh, you were necking with Scott last night. I think that's <laughs> probably where you came from. Ooh, I have
1: standards. Out of all the nasty things you could have said, you called it necking. <laughs>
0: Neck with metal bugs. <laughs> <laughs> I think just about anybody would. Christy's a tough woman. Um, I I know she's thinking she's going to get something out of this eventually. I just don't know what. She um, got two kids out of it. What? Oh, that's a good point. Two cutest kids in the whole wide world. Why than yours. Why she's not murdered. She I'm a little biased. Um, you have cute kids. Domingo. i just cuter. I think that's how he says his name. <laughs> raises a question. Now, I've got to ask, right? Who? He's not on there. He he's he's one of my friends from North he's Carolina. He's sending you like private no, text messages. No, no, no. He posted this on Facebook a while oh, back, okay. and he brought up the fact that there is a difference between a stick shift and a manual, right? And he brings this up. Hang on, we're going to go back, and we're going to to find exactly what he said because it's worth.
1: Pausing the whole podcast to look it up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, well, we're in a different state. We're up north, so I have to ask if I can find it here. A stick shift he, in the manual. He posts so much. Yeah, he says, uh, I want to know because I've been living in North Carolina for 10 years now, and I'm still puzzled by the term straight drive being used to describe a manual transmission. A straight drive? Is that yeah, a thing? Yeah, that's what we call them in North Carolina. Does anybody else call them a straight drive? No, never heard that's weird. Okay. A straight drive? I mean, I never... I never it never seemed odd to me, right? It here. It never even remotely seemed odd to oh, me. Oh yeah, Domingo. Sure. We call at ASD. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now we Let's just straight drive stick shift. Yeah, stick shift or manual.
0: So so that's not that's not.
1: No. That's the North Carolina thing apparently.
0: I've heard straight stick.
1: Well, they were talking about something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> because now there's a medication yeah, I for, can that. See them for that. <laughs> um, and it's also, you know, listen, when you have palmetto bugs, Scott. Palmetto bugs. It's good. Yeah. This has been a lot of fun. I mean, I know we didn't talk about mode at
1: all. We did. Some. A little. Yeah. We we kept it the, they're all like this, by the way. That's fine. I'm I just love telling it. you, they're all like this. All of them, not all. No, ninety-eight percent of them. There's a few that we kept straight, like legit, the whole way through. Well, so so Adam won't be here tomorrow. Adam will not be here tomorrow. I will not be here tomorrow either. Yeah, I mean Scott will be here. Scott Palava. So you so, can listen to all the slams and
0: door slams and buzzing sniffles. from. That's me. No, no, this dude over here has been sniffling. If I get sick, I'm gonna <laughs> swear to God. So what he said he got tested. He got tested, right? So Lucas, if you get sick in the hospitality room, I'll hook you guys up. Okay, good. Uh my concern is is not what <laughs> listen, it's what he got tested for. <laughs> the rest of us need to be worried about. Um were you
2: tested for the five panel or the ten panel? Drug testing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh
0: well something was missed if he came back clean. Um but, Brett, <laughs> what do you want everybody to know? What, what, what's what's the one thing if you had a message to shop owners, technicians, service writers alike, What's the one thing you that that you know? And, and we talk about this sometimes. What what was it that changed your life? What gave you a different perspective? What gave you the the next foot forward? If you had one piece of advice you could give to an owner, or a, a technician, or a service advisor, what would it be? Training,
2: training. Yeah. Um, for anybody to su- succeed. You need to search out training like tools, ASTE, vision, yeah. go out to Apex, anything local training. That's where you're going to learn. Yeah. It don't matter what walk of life, every day you can learn something new. That's exactly right. And even if you go to these trainings, you're never going to take everything you learn back and instigate it all at one time. Right. Take a tidbit, tidbit piece here, go to the next one, take that, implement it. Right. And see how it works.
0: Yeah. Implementation is key. Yes. Right. Implementation Um, is key. And I think it's so important.
2: I think I made that mistake early in my training that I would go to. I'd take everything back. You're all full of energy. Yeah. And you try and start putting things in place right away and you get burnt out because you're not seeing any change. Right. Small implementations, kind of like this tools. This is a small implementation for next year. Yeah. Baby steps. Baby steps keep getting bigger. And next thing you know, we're going by leaps. Exactly. And I think that's where this industry needs to go. We need to change the perspective of everybody involved. Right. Educate the consumer that this is an industry that is worthwhile. We are here to service. We are here to give you the best service you know. I agree. And treat everybody as
0: though they are equal. That exactly. That that's really important. Adam? You got closing statements. You got what you know. Same question to you.
3: I don't, you know what? There's been, there's been so many things, and, and it's I, I think a lot of the the information I get it's always it, it's timely information. So it's what I needed at the time, and I can't say that there's one one thing that's been the the most crucial thing. But I think just kind of echoing what Brett's saying is, you know, invest in your people. Invest in your people for training. Invest in them right. for you know, whatever it is, you invest in them personally, take an interest in them and, and build a culture in your shop that, that is the culture that you want to work in. And that's one of the biggest reasons I left what I was, was doing a, I thought, Hey, I can do automotive repair better than, you know, anybody else can do it, even though I don't know anything about cars, right. but B I hate it going to work every day. And I said, I want to go to work and enjoy it yeah. And be around people that I and – and there's been times where I've gone into my shop and there's been people there that I didn't enjoy. And it took – it actually took David going, you know, discussing that with me and me going, yeah, this this is why I hate my shop. I got to get rid of this guy. and Right. And getting those people in. And I have a, a phenomenal group of people now that work for me. And it's, you know, right. it, it's
0: Dude, making that investment in them
3: and, and letting them take that you – You're know, in the same boat too. Yeah, with the With your tech. Yeah, and it made my life miserable. Yeah. yeah, I think I remember you
0: talking about. Yeah, that. and and so you know that, that's what I was getting ready to close with and and say is that um, nobody if if you're a shop owner and you're going to work and you're miserable right now, there's a better way. I promise. Yeah. Right, I look right at absolutely. The and say, I, I promise to you, if you're a shop owner, you're struggling. It's hard. Things aren't going the way you expect them to go. A, you're not alone, and B. There's tons of resources. There's tons of help out here. AASP here in Pennsylvania, uh, ASTA in North Carolina, what used to be, IGO and CWACA um, in the Midwest. I mean, there, there's associations everywhere. No, you're not alone, okay. right? You're not alone. You don't have to go through this alone, and it doesn't have to be this way. At some point, we get to, to this point in our lives where the struggle becomes a choice, right? And we don't realize it. We think life's bad because it's just bad. Eventually, it becomes a choice, right? And and you've got to take that leap of faith.
2: And then one uh, one other thing that these events and associations, just going to a meeting, just doing this, networking,
0: yeah,
1: all oh, the
2: networking, getting things. on the yeah. aid, getting on the, the Facebook pages, yeah. The my shop wouldn't be anywhere near if it wouldn't have been for my dad getting involved in this association. The networking alone has yep. paid its dividends. Amen. And Amen. this industry needs that because I don't know everything. That's it. And in what I don't know, you might know something I don't. I That's could it. reach out to you and say, hey, I'm having this problem. We, want, we did this. Try that. That's key.
0: Yeah. It so, really is. It really is. And, and, you know, I think in our industry, um, for so many years, everybody's looked at each other as competition. Right. Boys and girls, the competition we have now is not with each other. No. The competitions with technology, the competitions with a labor shortage, the competitions with our reputation as a whole, right? That's where our competition is. It's not with the guy down the street. We got to get over it, right? If you want to grow up, I mean, you know, I I remember my daddy telling me one time, he said, son, when you get over all this dumb stuff, (laughs) right? (laughs) What do you mean by that? You know, when when you get over all the little silly stuff, that's when life happens. That's when growth happens. When you put all this dumb stuff behind you. Competition's dumb stuff man
3: I, it, it's for the birds it's time to move forward yep so let, let me throw this out there and I, I know we're trying to wrap up but so i, I we had talked about it i'm obviously I'm, I'm moving my shop here at the end of the year i'm moving into a much better part of town from where i am now
0: yeah
3: i would ordered a banner and hang up on the shop hey coming 2022 allied automobile you know here whatever I go to pick up the banner, and I'm walking into the sign shop, and here's a guy walking in with all these signs. He must have taken them off his building. He's getting them refinished. So I grab the door. I hold it. for him. like, man, I know that guy. Right. Who is this guy? Look, he turns around. He's got Binder's Automotive, which is literally the shop that is a tenth of a mile down the road from where I'm moving. And I went, oh. This is going to be awkward. Like, right. clearly, he, if he doesn't know that I'm moving in there now, he's going to. Like, what are right. you doing? Well, picking up my banner for the shop I just bought, you know, right around the corner. And I, so I introduced myself and he said, Oh, yeah, I know who you are. I'm like, oh, Okay. He goes, I, I heard you bought the old Gaiman's garage. I said, Yeah. He goes, I just want to let you know we're super excited to have a yep. high-caliber shop awesome. that is yep. moving in there that's not going to try and undercut us and, and is is doing the same thing that we're doing because we need more of you in the area. That's awesome. And I'm like, yep. that is the coolest thing. Yep. Uh, like Blew my yeah, exactly. mind. Like I, I left there. I'm calling everybody. I'm like, dude, you're not going to believe this. Exactly. But what a great feeling. It really is. and And that's what we need,
0: right? That's what we need to be doing. Right, Because we, we've got so many challenges. We can't have the infighting anymore. We've got you to know. get over these stupid little things and move forward. we got to stop with the dumb crap. And we've got to move forward because our industry, boys, yeah, it's going to be around. It's not going anywhere. I'm not saying it's going it's anywhere. It's just going to change. It's going to change. And there's struggles and there's things coming down the road that a lot of people don't even. And, and, you know, how many shop owners do we know? I mean, I'm just waiting for somebody to come buy the place. I'm ready to be done. I don't want to do this anymore. Great. I hate to say it, but let's find some shop owners who are ready to take our industry forward and move it to the next level.
2: I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. That's it. That's it. And if I am, the new guy I just hired is that's I'm going to groom.
0: That's awesome. So so just so everybody listening can hear tell us about that. Tell us the tell us the game plan because that's something we've been talking a lot about lately. So <sighs>
2: It my, uh, the, the business was my brother and I's. It's mine now. He's has a retirement in a couple of years. That's his plan. Right. So we just hired this new tech who has – he came to us from another shop. He was not happy. Interviewed him, talked to him. He has an aspiration to own his own business. So there's my ticket for when I'm ready to retire. So I'm going to groom him into the business. He's very energetic, wants to knowledge. Yep. He wants to grow. And I think that was one of the pieces that brought him to us, why he said yes, because he had that opportunity to grow yep. and I'm going to help him with it.
0: Amen, dude. That's awesome. Kudos to you for that. Guys, thank you so much for being here. I no, appreciate it very it's much. A Absolutely.
1: Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the ASOG podcast. If you'd like to catch these episodes early, you can do so by becoming a patron. Just go to ASOG.site and click on the become a patron now button. Becoming a patron helps support the show, gets you several perks, and is tax deductible. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and on YouTube so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, shoot me an email. My email address is david at asog.site. That's D-A-V-I-D at A-S-O-G dot S-I-T-E. Until next time.